0: Been thinking about our intro a lot, and have an idea. Yeah. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Welcome to the breakdown. Breakdown. Yeah, oh, that's it's kind of
1: like brainstorming. You throw out ideas, they don't all stick. It's kind of like brainstorming. That's a good, it's a brainstorming I, session. I there we go.
2: I love that. Welcome to The Breakdown. My name is Mary. I'm here with Brock and Josh, all pastors. We're all pastors at Hope Fellowship. How are you guys doing today?
0: Great.
1: Uh, Josh has been uh, sampling beatbox material here yeah. for us, and so I don't know how I'm doing right now. I was doing great in the beatbox material. <laughs> we really material. shook
2: him up before this episode. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah, Brock. Yeah, so
1: I'm a little off right now because of the beatbox. Stuff. But I like your haircut. It looks really nice. Yeah, I, I, I as a fresh shave at <laughs> the dome today.
2: For so. our listeners who don't know Brock, he does not have much hair on top. Huh. Shaved.
1: Let's go ahead and just— But uh, it's a
2: cool look. It's, it's a cool look. It's fun look. to have
1: a podcast and have your flaws exposed for, the, <laughs> for all the listeners. Thank Do you, Mary. That. I appreciate that. No,
2: no. It's a cool look for real, though. <laughs> um, so each week, uh, the three of us, we get together, and we take a bite-sized portion of the weekend teaching at Hope Fellowship, and we break it down you know, hopefully you're going to learn something new today. We kind of like to bring some new information. So you're kind of like, oh, I had no idea. Um, but also just be transformed. God's word and his truth has a way of kind of doing that in our life. So mm-hmm. as you listen, whether it's in the car, driving to work, driving home, waiting in the Starbucks, uh, you know, drive through which is what I did the other day listening. <laughs> um you're going to really learn something new and be transformed. You could hopefully. listen to a
0: couple of podcasts while you're in the Starbucks drive through
2: Yeah, it's like 30 minutes in there. So yeah. <laughs> mm. um, so this past weekend, uh, McKinney, our McKinney campus pastor, Eric Sebastian, spoke um, to all the campuses. And uh, I'm not going to ruin anything, but he really um, sat in one verse the whole time. And so that's really—not every episode do we— only have one verse to choose from, but this one we do. So we're going to kind of dive into that one. Where are we going with that, Josh, today?
0: Well, when we read this passage, there's people who are experiencing uh, burdens, weariness, and they want rest. We have these Pharisees who are offering false rest, and then Jesus is offering true rest. And he brings up this idea of like being yoked. And so what does that mean? What does it mean to be yoked? Uh, And so the passage that we're going to read is Matthew 11, 28 through 30. I'm going to read it from the NLT. Uh, But let's read that. So beginning in verse 28, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light.
2: Beautiful. I love it. The
0: the only problem with this
1: passage is uh, I've always, liked dumb humor. And so I've always liked it when people talk about the yokes on you or something yes. like that. And it's like a joke versus, and this is makes me think yeah. about. I feel like yoking a lot after. after Sounds
2: <laughs> like a dance move.
1: I'm just trying to, if you listened last week, Mary upped me on the dad jokes. And so I'm trying to. I'm,
2: I'm treading lightly. That I'm like, wait, yeah, were, yeah. were you supposed to say a joke there? No,
1: I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just really in pain still. So I'm just trying He's to scared. work that out. I'm trying to preemptively strike here <laughs> so I don't get out there on the dad jokes today.
2: It. I'm
0: waiting to see who's his most excellent. See, Ooh, Josh, Josh is the early leader Hopefully right now. we <laughs> will
2: define yoke so people know what that means at the yeah. end of this because it really isn't a word we use a lot in our everyday lives. But a little bit about context here. Um, so this is written by Matthew, our favorite tax collector, gone disciple, um, and this is his eyewitness account of Jesus' life. And so, um, something that well, actually, before this, um, the purpose of this book is to show the Jewish community that Jesus is the continuation and the fulfillment of the Old Testament promises. So that's kind of a big thing, is like kind of explaining who Jesus is. Um, and personally, I love this, and I didn't warn the guys about my my little moment I'm having here. So just. Are you ready? Are uh, you are you nervous? I, I'm.
1: I hope it's not a yoke.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> you can. I can promise you it's not. Okay. <laughs> but um, something that whenever I was learning to read the Bible and stuff, and I hope that as people listen to this podcast, they're like, "Oh, I'm learning something how to do this myself." Yeah. Um, but one of the terminology uh, things that I kind of held on to was read and ransack. So whenever I want to learn a verse, I just read and ransack. I just look at Everything I can about it, I read before, I read after. I kind of try and get a big picture. And so that's really what context is. We're looking, we're kind of zooming out and looking at where it's found and things like that. And so… So I
0: thought you meant like storm the castle, pillage the village.
2: Yeah, or or read and re same (laughs) thing. So, so
1: Mayor, I have a question for you, and this would be a good spot for us. Like, what tools do you guys typically use? Because it's not just, we're not just reading the Bible and going, here's my thoughts. We're using resources and tools like commentaries. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love the NIV Study Bible. We've talked about the Bible Project. Are there any other tools that you guys use to help us understand the depth of this passage?
0: Yeah. Something interesting, if you're not super familiar with commentaries, is there's actually different types of commentaries. So some of them are more life application. Some of them are more Mm -hmm. exegetical. Some of them are super uh, like word oriented. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite go-to commentaries is the NIV. CNT. And I CNT, it's Serious. my favorite as well. Love yeah. that one. Uh, and then some of the uh, more like life application type ones. Uh, there's like a, I think it's called, uh, ex- it's Christ Exposited or something like that. It's, and it, it's just a really, really great one.
2: Huh. Yeah. I personally use Lumina a lot and Lumina, L U M I N A. It has all these different commentaries that are free connected to it. Um, and it also has like the actual Greek translation and which like Greek and Hebrew, depending on where you're at. But you can actually highlight a word and find the actual Strong's number. So that's like how to find the actual in the context where it is. And so I really like that one because I think it's super easy to use and free.
1: So all that to say, we're not just making up stuff. We've done totally. some study yeah. on this passage from what scholars and yeah. people that really know the languages they're mm-hmm. in. So this is not just our yeah. our thoughts. It's research-based. A
2: hundred percent. And we get in and we talk about it and then we have different opinions and different things. Things. And so we come in and kind of like, fine, what is this really saying? So anyways, that was a side thing. So hopefully we won't go too long here. So yeah. sorry. Um, so uh, I read and ransacked this and just a little bit about before this verse is it's found in chapter 11 and it's actually on the heels of John the Baptist being in prison. And um, I'm basically there's this interaction that happens and people are wondering who Jesus is, which is what... Happens in Matthew a lot. Who is this Jesus? And they're wondering if John the Baptist doesn't even know. Does Jesus even know? Like, who is this, this guy? And is he really who we thought he was? And is is John the Baptist who we thought he was? And so it kind of that's kind of coming happening right before this, and um, we don't know if this is chronological, right? Like we talked about, like like this could be, you know, what happens right after this this passage where we find it. This could be happening at a different time.
1: Like they pieced a bunch of different teachings of Jesus together.
2: Yeah. And so um, when I read it, I kind of read it as a continuation. thinking, Okay, Matthew's like putting this here intentionally, but I think either way you read it, it is continuing this story. So um, we're going to pick up, and this is actually a prayer. Uh, The verses we have are actually in the end of a prayer by Jesus. And so um, verse 28, here we go.
1: All right. So it's interesting that if you read like song or Proverbs, Job, Ecclesiastes, it's called wisdom mm-hmm. literature. And so in the wisdom literature, we're being constantly asked, or the readers were constantly being asked, to pursue wisdom. And it feels a little bit echoey here of wisdom literature, yeah. that we're being asked once again to pursue true wisdom. And the difference between that and Old Testament w- wisdom is that Jesus is saying, I am wisdom, mm-hmm. pursue yeah. me. And so if you read, especially in verse 27, it talks about, Jesus being the son of God. And so you understand that I am really pursuing God himself through Jesus. And so one of the things we talked about, we all really love the phrase where Jesus says, come to me. And so it's interesting because it's used multiple times in the New Testament. And it's really Jesus inviting us. It's this calm, gentle, kind invitation to come and be with me. And so that's a beautiful start of this yeah. whole thing. Come to me. I am wisdom. Just it's a gentle invite. To yeah. Come like to find me. your
2: answers in me. Cause I think wisdom, sometimes we are wisdom. It's like, okay, that's basically when do we, how do we decide what's right and wrong? Mm-hmm. And how, how do we know what to do? And we find, come to Jesus. And he's that, he's where we find those things. And that's
0: something interesting about biblical wisdom literature. Uh, I looked up this commentary. It's, it's a Christ centered exposition series. And I, read one on Proverbs several years ago, and it was this really helpful understanding of wisdom literature. And the way in which he wrote about it was, was God has created things in a particular way that function in a particular way and where to function in those uh, within that in a particular way. And how, even if we understand that and we kind of live according to God's plan, how things are generally going to, going to be better because we're We're being blessed by the fact that we're doing this in his way, Mm -hmm. which is super interesting when you think about the fact that now we have Christ, who is wisdom personified, saying, come to me and I'll help you understand this. Yeah, yeah, love
1: that. And and he says, especially if you're weary and you carry heavy burdens, and and easy, it's easy, and it could be okay with this passage to think heavy burdens are the weights of uh, this life, Mm -hmm. concerns. there's also a context later in Matthew, in Matthew chapter 23, if you Mm -hmm. want to read that, where Jesus is talking about how the Pharisees give heavy burdens and all these things you have to do in order to really be religious and really follow God. And Jesus is saying, hey, that's come to me. You'll find a different kind of burden. You'll find a different kind of thing because Jesus is saying, I am taking those things away. and I'm I'm redefining how the law is done. And He said, if you come to me, you're actually going to find instead of all these stipulations, and things you have to do. You're going to find rest,
2: which is huge to a Jewish audience because they're being told their whole lives do these things and mm-hmm. they become heavy burdens for yeah. them. And he's like, ah, I got a different way for
1: mm-hmm. you. And you could barely even remember all the little nuances yeah. and all the things you have it's to do. It's ridiculous stuff. And Jesus is saying, just come to me. It's a better way of doing things. And there's rest also. There's always a double nuance, I think, when Jesus talks, rest for this life, but also rest for the future Yeah, in rest of the eternity. And so come to me and you'll find that rest. And one of the things that's mm-hmm. really cool for me in Matthew 23, it lists all these things the Pharisees are asking the people to do and all the things they do. And in verse 11, Jesus says, one of the things I'd like for you to do is just to be a servant.
2: Simplified. To, to
1: think, think about other people. Mm-hmm. And that's taking on uh, his yoke. That's taking what Jesus asked to do in all these laws and these regulations. Which so that's the really Pharisees
2: cool like they were so caught up in the rules that they lost people inside of that. And they didn't really care for people and serve people and shepherd people. And that's what Jesus wants us to do is care for people, love people, serve people at the end of the day, period. Yeah, love
0: God, love people. Yeah. And that and that can-
2: And we look, miss it. Yeah, look differently.
0: It's interesting that this is an invitation. It says all, like all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And so I was, like, if you just take this for what it is and he's saying, come to me and I will give you rest. My mind also goes to like, why wouldn't you? Like why wouldn't you receive that invitation? Mm-hmm. Um, and and as he as he kind of
1: yeah because even the invitation is restful. It's, re- oh, it's a restful invitation. Rest. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and so as you really start to to look into this, um, where my mind goes is well first there's this recognition of their need that's required. So he's saying, "Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens." So you have to acknowledge that, which which is it's, sometimes it's tough to kind of acknowledge my neediness. But then yeah. also as he continues. He's, uh, there's also, you know, to get a little bit ahead, he says, we have to be willing to receive that yoke, to learn from him, submit to his teaching, obey his, what he's telling us to do. Well, Josh, Mm -hmm. the yoke's on you,
1: (laughs) because I wanted to talk about the yoke. That was the most cheesy thing we've ever done in the history of this podcast. Honestly, I feel feel so
2: much pressure with the yoke joke that I want to get a yoke joke in, but I can't, like, I can't think of anything. Would it be
1: a yoke joke or a yoke yoke?
2: See... All right, so Here in verse twenty nine, yeah, in next verse twenty nine, Jesus says, "Take my
1: yoke upon you," and this can be a little confusing because there's probably two meanings that we could walk away from this. Yeah. And so, Mary, you talked about the meaning that you heard. Yeah. And so, would you mind sharing yeah, so yeah, that real so quick? Yeah. So the
2: yoke, uh, a lot of times, um, in you know this particular context, again. Um, like there were oxen that would kind of tread out grain and do different things like that. And so two oxen would be under a yoke and it was uh, how they did the work that they needed to do. So a lot of people think of it as like two two individual oxen. So people, Mm because it's like a metaphor here. So two people carrying a yoke and Jesus saying like, Take my yoke. So like he's one of that ones carrying that weight. So that's one way to kind of understand it, which I don't think conflicts with the other. No, way it's not
1: bad. Either. But then the other idea is Jesus saying, taking take my yoke upon you. So there's idea of like uh, like a harness or something you'd put on that yeah, distributes individual. the weight so it's not just targeted weight so all of a sudden it makes the process easier so you take this yoke upon you Mm -hmm. as an individual and all of a sudden you can pull something much easier because the weight's distributed instead of just you know bearing into your neck like with a strap or something like that, throughout your shoulders through your your torso and so jesus is saying hey if you take on my yoke regardless of which interpretation you look at it's going to make things easier, easier you're accepting my aid that's gonna ease the burden in your life it's going to ease the burden of all these laws and regulations from the Pharisees. so as you come yeah. to me the personification of wisdom either way you're gonna find there's gonna be help it's a right mm-hmm. fit you're not alone. too like yeah. I think
2: it's like when I think of the yoke that gets put on you it's the right fit so whether it's like that yoke with the two two oxen or it's an individual it's bringing that balance because it's like it's not like you're putting the wrong yoke on because you you know what I mean so yeah. that's when it gets thrown off is like when the the yoke is wrong yeah. And so
0: and the tension there's so, so as I was thinking through this, I was like, okay, this is— if you've been in church for a while, you've probably heard this verse. So there's a little bit of that getting beyond this kind of general pithy statement that, that Jesus, we've heard Jesus has said and actually seeing it for what it's worth, uh, so what it's actually saying. And so the fact that Jesus says, you'll find rest, put on my yoke, probably seems a little counterintuitive yeah. at first, right? Yeah. Because I think in—but uh, it's not because it's counterintuitive. I think our in, our natural intuition— that has been kind of like marred and distorted by the world and by like our our own uh, sin in our own hearts. Mm -hmm. Um, Those things are telling us, no, no, no. uh, Rest comes from there no longer being burden. Rest comes from there no longer being toil. And yet what we have here, to to say what you just said, uh, wisdom personified is telling us, uh, I have actually entered into the burden with you. Uh, I am acknowledging the burden, which is actually... Uh, really encouraging. It's not being marginalized. It's right. not being ignored. It's being acknowledged. Uh, but then the but fact
1: I'm going to help you with this burden. It's the still, fact, there's yes. still a burden of life. And there's still a burden of serving others. For work
0: but I'm going to gonna do, be here yeah. Yeah. With you, He's so. offering a yoke that fits and fits well. And so mm-hmm. there's a peace and a comfort, even a joy that comes from taking this yoke upon us. Yeah. I don't want to have to walk on
1: eggshells here. <laughs> here. That was a yoke joke here. Okay. But, I but, got but, it. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. But, but, Jesus says, hey, as you take my yoke upon you, let me teach you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so there's this idea that as we come to Jesus, we're going to learn that rhythm of life. We're going to learn what it means to truly follow him. And you think about the term, uh, it doesn't get used a lot in the church much anymore, but of discipleship. Mm-hmm. And discipleship really means to be one who engages in learning. So, we're becoming disciples of Jesus saying, I'm going to learn from you what it means. I'm going to watch your life. I'm going to read yeah. the scriptures to see what it looks like to take this yoke upon mm-hmm. me so I can learn to live in the rhythms of Jesus. Yeah. And so, this is an invitation again, that nice, soft, gentle, come to me. Jesus is saying, Come to me and learn.
2: Again, in contrast with the Pharisees, yeah. which is. I'm not gentle. Yeah. It's sharp. Yeah. It's you know, it's weight put on you, and this is just different. It's yeah. so different.
1: And you're going to find a much better way of navigating the spiritual life. It's beautiful through Jesus, yeah. and also there's promise of rest now and rest in the future. That Jesus is with you. So this is a beautiful passage that, mm-hmm. hey, like Josh said, we're not losing our burdens. We're bringing
0: them to Jesus. And he said, I'm going to help you with yeah. those burdens. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to be with you. Along and y'all the way. just y'all just hit on two pretty significant aspects of discipleship. Is there's the teaching lifelong learning under Jesus' teaching, that's a lifelong process, as we understand more about who God is, who we are uh, in Him. But also, you mentioned the Pharisees, so there's also the influence of others. And so when it comes to to our Christian community, those people who are speaking into us, helping us learn, helping us grow, based on their understanding, based on their experience, it, it shows kind of why it's so problematic when, Others are allowing maybe the world to shape who they think God is, or the culture to shape the way in which they live their life, and how you quickly you can see that uh, really muddying up the waters of this being a learner of Jesus. So mm-hmm. I don't want to make this over easy. <laughs> But I'm, That's so good. But I am to run. It.
2: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run on You're here to something really else. You're really placing these well. Yeah. Thank
1: you. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm a yokester. Uh, so, but I do have a little bit of a conundrum Uh-oh. after after reading this. Yeah. Something's getting you all scrambled up. Yeah. Some, yeah I'm, oh I'm scrambled. Oh my gosh, this is I, I'm, great. I'm just, I, I don't know if it's over medium, over easy, but I'm just trying <laughs> to figure this out. Uh, Henry Nowen, who's one of my favorite authors, and he says that one of the best things we can do in our Christian life is to create space to be with God. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is inviting us here to come to me, come spend time with me, come learn from me. And one of the things that, that's bothered me a little bit throughout the history of the church is every unique depiction or expression of Christianity seems to have their own way of talking about how you come to God. Yeah. So some it might be, hey, just study all the time. Some might say, just sing worship songs all the time. Others might be, they be in silence, but there's so many different ways that all, if you look at all these different expressions of faith that they say, here's a great way to create space to be with God. And I think it's unfortunate that sometimes in our certain expression, those others get diminished, like, oh, this is the only way. But I think what Jesus is saying here to us, and as I've experienced throughout church history in my life, is that it doesn't matter how you create space to be with God, be with God. It might be study, it might be worship, art, silence, yeah, walking in nature, Prayer, serving others, and so this is an invitation just to mm-hmm. come and continue to learn. But in light of that too, I do think as we—that's why we're studying the Bible—that having a scriptural understanding helps yeah. us understand these things. That's got to be a major
2: part of what. And we, we kind do. of end up saying like we say this: this is the way to do it, rather than a way. And yeah. so instead of like, so we say, oh, if you're lifting your hands and you're singing out and you look emotional or you look like a certain way, oh, that's that means you're spiritual or that you're coming to Jesus. Not necessarily. You could be sitting in a pew and just reflecting and still coming to Jesus. It can look different.
1: Yeah, because every once in a while I hear pastors say, man, if you didn't feel anything after singing that worship song, there must be something wrong with you. Mm. And sometimes I like to say, I love silence. I love just being in silence uh, with the Lord. And there's times that people are like, oh, that silence was so boring. And so do I say to them— Hey, if you didn't feel Jesus during this time, there must be something wrong with you because mm. there's different expressions, different ways of, of doing things, and so yeah. that's my conundrum. Just whatever, how are you connect with God? Connect with God and embrace that. That's who God's created you to yeah. be.
0: We were talking about resources earlier, and last year I came across uh, it's actually a spiritual disciplines handbook, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, it's by Adele Calhoun, and it's it's not only suggested disciplines, but it's almost like like a self assessment or like a survey that helps you uh, maybe have an idea of like disciplines that would help you grow in certain would areas. Work for you. Yeah. Really, really neat. Huh.
2: That's awesome.
1: So my, my final thought is a reminder is Jesus's wisdom come to him and learn from him. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's awesome. what this passage is telling us to do. And Jesus says, you'll it's find so rest. It's so beautiful. I yeah. love
2: this. I think anyone listening to this, I feel like people, do, they just need this. Like we mm-hmm. need this because yeah. we're kind of, burdened by all of these things that we think we have to do and stuff. And so, um, that's it. That was a great, that was really good stuff. I I think everyone's encouraged. So, um, Join us this weekend. So if you didn't hear the message, definitely go check it out by Eric. Um, You can find all of our stuff on hopefellowship.net slash messages. Um, And so you can go check those out. But join us this weekend. Um, We're continuing this series, and we're getting close to Easter. So I'm going to use a little Easter plug here before you go. I know you're like, hey, podcast is over.
1: And so I I don't want you to talk about Easter eggs here.
2: No, no Easter eggs. Okay. And I'm not…
1: On fire.
0: Wow.
2: I can't even keep up with the egg jokes, but I do love scrambled eggs, so I'm I'm loving this. But um, check it out. Easter. It's coming up. So you can RCP if you want to join us in person. You can watch live stream if you're out of town or with family. Um, So it's going to be good, but we hope you have a great day today, and we'll see you next week for the podcast. Adios. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Breakdown. You know, it's our hope that you've learned something new about God's Word for the sake of knowing God and taking one step in your journey to the center of God's purpose for your life. If you're wanting to keep the discovering going, which we hope you are, you can check out past episodes at hopefellowship.net slash podcasts or by searching The Breakdown on Spotify or any other streaming platform. And don't forget, please leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of The Breakdown.